Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. The Daily Combat Podcast is brought to you as always by Olympic hopeful turned boxer and all-round sporting polymath Isabella Rossitano, arm wrestling influencer Hollywood Matt Connolly, and combat sports ring announcer Dave Stockbridge. So join Izzy, Dave, and Matt as we talk about the world of combat sports on this episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. Hello everybody, this is Hollywood Matt Connolly. I am here with three of the best arm wrestlers in the state of South Australia. Three better arm wrestlers than me. Uh, we're here with Not very difficult. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we've got uh, Sledge, Matt Benocchi, we've got the Berserker, Las Botta, and we've got Tim the Tim Graham the Viking. I almost called you Tim, Tim Viking. Tim Viking the Graham. Tim Viking the, Tim Graham. Viking the Graham. That's right, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we're doing this show because we've got a big episode, uh, well, a big event coming up on Sunday at the Diamondback Fighting Championships. We've got these two guys, uh, Sledge versus Berserker. This came about because you guys had one of the, probably the best actual arm wrestle I've ever seen in my life. It was a good one. <laughs> it was amazing. You guys had like such a back and forth match and when i put that up on uh youtube and on facebook the diamondback promoter saw that and he's like i want these guys on my show like get them on there that's awesome we'll put up some money does he want a repeat of that because he's gonna (laughs) get the reader's digest version is bam 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 (laughs) the (laughs) six oh yeah that's it that's what with arm wrestling is sometimes the matches just go in a second and sometimes it's very rare that you do get a back and forth and that's why it was so amazing because you guys were like literally you you couldn't tell who's i didn't want either of you to win i wanted the match to just keep going forever it was like it's so hard to watch and not have a favourite, like, to be yeah. able to cheer, you're like, um, go, both of you. Go arm wrestling. <laughs> go arm wrestling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. That's this Sunday. And we managed to sneak in another match as well, which is why Tim is here, the yes. Viking. He's going to be taking on Leroy, Leon, Babs. Uh, so that should be an interesting match as well. They've had some uh, good matches in the past. So we'll yep. see how that unfolds this Sunday. But a big event. And uh, how are you guys feeling in terms of you leading up to this? I know both of you had some injuries leading up to it. Um, Les, you're, you're 100% now, or you're still a little... No, uh, am I allowed to say this with yeah. my opponent in the room? Oh, you can say <laughs> whatever this, you like. Is this, oh, is this going to be recorded? Oh. <laughs> he's oh, he's he old is. anyway. We he's, all whatever you've got, he's got more. <laughs> all right, I'm uh, a scaffolded interval. He's a yeah. little bit inflamed. I got it when I started arm racing when I was 26. Yeah, but uh, I remember standing in the bathroom looking at this thing, so I'm like, "Well, that's the shortest arm wrestling career ever." But it's back with a vengeance. Um, so I reckon I'm just gonna try go for the strap and hail Mary it and pretend I'm gonna pin him, and then sort of look at the camera and uh, <laughs> have this whole scenario in my head, depending on how weak or strong my opponent is. If he's strong, I might just have to go bam and just. All right, give me the money. I need a battle. <laughs> Don't worry. He's not strong. You'll be fine. He is unbelievably strong. What are yeah. you talking about? It's funny because you've got such like a switch that seems to go on. You're like the friendliest guy ever in training. And then when yeah. you want to, it'll just be like all of a sudden you're like, okay, here it is. Now you're 300 times stronger than you were five seconds ago. But it kind of matches his personality. You know what I mean? He yeah. normally he normally gets smoked the first round because he's too nice. And he's just like, yeah, we're arm wrestling. And then he's like, oh, 
That guy just smacked me. I, I <laughs> also have a lad. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't move it. Oh, exactly. That's uh, it. And you've uh, had some injuries that you're coming back from uh, as well. Yeah, had a really bad left. Mm. Um, that was that was niggling for ages, ages. But now it's gone. Oh, good. So I don't know what I've done to make it better, but mm. my right's fine. There's lots of twisties, maybe. Shit. All right, it's 99%. Oh, just, good. Just a soreness from just a bit of training, so yeah. I don't have any injuries to, uh-huh. to lean Les- back on, unfortunately. Lesney wants to change the match to a left-hand pull. His <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's left is much tougher than mine. Is your left injured as well or not? No. Well. I'll, I'll be change it. Can we change it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys can do whatever Rock, you paper, want to do. I, I don't huh? want to. <laughs> <laughs> left is just a party arm. It, it's, right. yeah. it's a whole I game like, plan. I don't like Lass's left. It's pretty It's pretty. Pretty nasty. It's elastic. Nice. When it, it winds up. Boing, boing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you were pinning Taryn on left recently. So yeah, yeah. I feel I went to Taryn's house and he's... You know, he's a little bit stronger, obviously, in a slow pull. Mm. But I think uh, in a month or so, maybe I'll probably be able to hook him on the left. Wow. Right is nowhere near mm. at the moment. But uh, I think by February, I think Tim and I will probably have a match mm. after yeah, the sometime, holidays. Sometime in January, yeah. In January, and then in February, I want to match with... Because then I'll have time to sleep and, and, and train and, mm. and less excuses, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Taron, uh, his right is so much stronger than his left. It's uh, yeah, absolutely. And he trains it. He trains his left harder, but I don't know. Yeah, his left is nothing to sneeze at, is it? But his right is—it's just that next level up. And yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, Taron Broad that we, we're talking about here is mm. number one. Tyrannosaurus. The, Tyrannosaurus. Taron. Tired, tired Renosaurus <laughs> at the end of competition. Um, but yeah, so through through the rankings, if anyone's interested in where our rankings are sitting mm. with the group that's here at the table, so we've got uh, me in very last place. <laughs> well, it's six. Uh, First, depending on how you look at it. Well, yeah, exactly. If you flip it upside down, it's all right. But um, so yeah, uh, sitting at six uh, for Hollywood Matt Connolly, and then we've got uh, Tim the Viking Graham at number five. Uh, Matt Bisco, the engineer, is not here at the moment, but uh, still a very reputable number four. And then we've got number three sitting at this man right here, mm. uh, Sledge Vinoki, and uh, was displaced from his number two ranking um, by <laughs> the Berserker uh, sitting across the table over here. But uh, That was a fun match. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the one we were talking about before. So uh, a crazy back and forth, and uh, hopefully we'll get something similar to that. Mm. Weekend, <laughs> yeah, it's a good war. Both don't know how to quit. <laughs> Just send it until someone breaks. But what I figured out about Matt is there was one. I don't know if you can see it in the video, but there was one point where, okay, so what happened was my pronator got tied. Let, let me just get that out of the way. <laughs> so the first, I think the first round, I flashed him through, and, and then the second round, he stopped me, and I was like, okay, let me feel what a hook feels like. Oops, you know, that's not good. <laughs> and then the third one, I think. Oh, then I flashed again because I just managed to get a, a you know early start on him, and then the fourth one, uh, he stopped me. Like mm-hmm. I, I got everything I wanted, and I, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna finish him. And he was just crank, 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 crank. But he wasn't fast enough because then he allowed me to get the shoulder in, and um, uh, I, this is what I'm trying to say about his personality. It's one 
point where I'm like, okay, I got some position on him, and I went like, you got to get down, and he was like, no, stuff you, <laughs> and he just brought me over. I was like, oh shit, that's what I was like, ah, riding the lightning, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you guys were rolling back and forth. You could see that you kept pulling us back across the table, and then you, yeah. you were like smacking to get back through, and uh, you know, it went like that maybe four or five times. Um, One thing that's interesting to watch with you guys is that there's so much back and forth in the middle of the table. Like, it's like both of you surge so hard but then let up quite a bit as well. So the match goes from, like, left to right, like, hugely. Like, in my matches, I'll surge but I'll tend to stay back where I was, whereas you and... You and um, Lass just like back and forth. Like it's like one surge is almost a pin. <laughs> then it's like the opposite yeah, side is almost yeah. a pin. And then it's just like back and forth. No, and that's like, because he no has such a strong defense close to the pad and then he pulls you back with his lat. So you mm. feel like you're going to you know, close him out and then he just pulls you up and all right, oh, okay. And then okay. it's like this circular motion where you're like... Yeah. That's heavily on my training as well because I actually don't train... Um, At all? Just, just like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'll try arm wrestling. <laughs> no, 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 Sorry, that'd be, that'd be a lie if I said I don't do anything. But. No, no, but my training is quite defensive. It really is. I mm. don't, I don't pull weights to pin, towards to pin. It's always drag from a losing position. That's yeah. just what I train. So yeah, yeah. So I'm sometimes if I've cupped a fair bit like at the pin, like mm. I feel like I've got heaps of power down five millimetres away from the pad. Yeah, yeah. Just that's where my arm is, where I'm training. So, but, you know, I have to sort of incorporate a bit more yeah. uh, um, attack versus defence. Yeah. Then I might complete the package. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a real aggressive person, though. Like, no, you're no. quite a, like a relaxed person. So that probably shows a bit in your style that's, as well. That's, like That's age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Maybe maybe 10 years, 20, uh, 20 years ago you were aggressive. But. Yeah, yeah, 20, 21 would have been nice. Yeah. That's when I was, yeah. Yeah, no holds barred and just going crazy. <laughs> yeah, you tend to arm wrestle like that though. Like you tend to be like fairly easy in the setups. You don't yeah, really I don't, I don't like to take... muck around too much. You don't screw anyone in the oh, setup. No. You just like yeah, if you want that, you can have if it. If I'm in a bad position, it's sort of I take it as good training as well because if I'm in a bad position, mm. I don't I don't mind. But I mean, yeah. I do get sort of a bit like when Connolly. Does a nasty top roll because you know he's got half my hand. I, I still try to yes. defend it, even though I'm not going to. But you know, it sort of feels good if I can just stop it for you know a second. Yeah, one day though, you'll just brick wall him, and he'll be like, "Oh no, it's finally it happened." Whenever <laughs> finally he wants happened. to turn it on, oh. it, it, it stops, and it's like, mm. "Yeah, I'll get like thirty pins." Like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing good. I'm feeling strong." And he's like, oh, "You're doing really well." And then all of a sudden, he's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What you know, you're feeling really strong, Matt. Now let me just start arm wrestling." <laughs> Oh, if you if you give Matt anything, like if he gets any bit of your hand, yeah, he he'll drop it with a with his mm. with his style. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel nice. Cause it's yeah, just, it's just one shot after, and you go, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, it, that's very true. <clears throat> He's got enough bicep that, like, if he gets your hand flat, you feel like, yeah, I think I've still got enough hand to like rein him in, and then he just like leans over and and it's just like, <laughs> oh, that's that's a lot more than I was expecting when it rolls over. It's nasty. Mm. He's adding some speed to his repertoire. Fairly recently, I feel like I, I don't know. I haven't trained in like a year, but I mean, it's like mm. when I've been sparring you on the table, that stuff just comes through quickly. It just comes together quickly. You know, it used to be like transition and then surge, but now it's just like bam, bam. 
you know, you have to be like a Jedi, anticipate when it's coming. You know? he's, he's only fast when you're weak. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, well, that's uh, what it was. <laughs> well, fast off the start. Um, your explosion of of that hit, of that ready go is unbelievable. And it's so weird because, like, when I'm refing you and <laughs> you're, like, talking to me and then it's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, can I could just line my hand up? Yeah, no, that's all right, yeah. And then I'll be like, ready go, you're bang! <laughs> it's like, you didn't even take a breath or anything. It was like you just were coiled and it's like a spring that just goes, like, mm. yeah, it's crazy, that yeah. speed. And when I watched matches back where you've, you know, had <laughs> dominating flash pins and it's just... From I kind of think I've even. Is there any that come to mind? Oh (laughs) no! (laughs) Maybe my five zero lost (laughs) you. Yeah, it was like I don't don't think the ref has even finished saying "ready go" and you've already pinned. (laughs) It's like that's what it says: "ready," and it's like you've pinned already. It's just crazy at speed. It's probably like a lot. Like I've always been like a very fast twitch muscle kind of guy. Like I've always been fast and explosive ever since I was a kid. But I think a lot of it is experience, like in in pulling like arm wrestling tournaments and stuff. Like I did, I can't even think how many it'd be. It'd be probably twenty five or something in like tournaments that I've been to. Um, and then I've probably had between two, if I went zero and two in mm. the tournament, to like five six matches in each of them. So it's um, you just get used to different referees and and what you want and where you're comfortable and you know, where your hand's set up and you just know whether you can go. Like, I've, if I arm wrestle someone like, say, Jordan Davis or even Lasney, like, if he's got the right setup, it slows me down a lot only because if I want to slip, I can still hit fast because I'm not worried about my hand staying anywhere. But if I can't get what I want in my hand, I'll hit a lot slower because I'm at more at risk at Hitting losing, himself up. Yeah, hitting myself out of, like, yeah. hand position. Mm. That's why um, a strap is so nice versus him because you lie back on your on your arm mm. and you it's, sort of aim to the roof so that when he goes sideways, he loses that height. So yeah. If he maintains the height outside of the strap, you yeah, just go... Yeah, yeah, you know. absolutely. Straps definitely <coughs> help sort of... Uh, doesn't really slow down that reaction time and, like, the, the speed at which it develops, but it kind of helps give buffer. you a bit more purchase. You can use a bit more back to drag down and... And your fingers aren't so vulnerable. Mm, absolutely. Is it what you know? You've noticed it. What's interesting with arm wrestling is when you've got a new person, and they they might attend for you know a month or two months or something, and and when they find their style or find what they're good at and mm. what they naturally gravitate towards, and it's like you can never really tell what somebody's gonna be good at when they first get on. And, yeah. And obviously, we teach everyone the top role to for safety aspects and. Yeah. Because um, it covers all the fundamentals of you know rolling your wrist and you know back pressure and all the rest of it, but some people just you know they they just can't sort of grasp that top roll, but they just want yeah. to, they just want to turn into a hook, and yeah. it's like after a couple of weeks, oh well, fine, we'll you know start working on that hook, and then it's like mm-hmm. oh that feels so much stronger, and it's like mm. you know it's fun to find the things that people are really good at, and then yeah. for them to build like a game around that skill around that strength, yeah, um, it's always like yeah it's cool, and especially. When you sort of see them make that connection of like, oh, oh yeah, I feel strong doing that, and it's like yeah. they might not feel strong to you, like you know, feels weaker even, but it's yeah. like, but to them, they're like, I feel, like I feel the, better, yeah, exactly, yeah. and it's like to find that for each person, it, it, it's kind of fun. It's like, I wonder what this person's gonna come up with, or mm. what, you know, what sort of skill they'll gravitate towards. Yeah, um, I think I think when guys tend to have like a strong wrist naturally. Um, they tend to be a lot more comfortable in inside moves because they find it easier to 
bring the other their opponent towards them. So you find guys that are real strong, they'll naturally sort of shoulder commit and drive through with their arm. Um, and weaker guys tend to be better top rollers because they've got nothing else, mm. and so they just they just start listening. Yeah, weaker guys. <laughs> Lesney can't hook to save his life. <laughs> I still can't it's press. Like, I have no idea when it comes to pressing. It's just like I'm slowly starting to get the idea of it. But it's, yes. yeah. Well, last time I was at training a couple of weeks back, I think we did some pressing, mm. and it was starting to like it's starting to get there. It almost feels like an elbow connection. Yeah. Like with you, like I don't know if it's almost like your brain's still holding you back from it. Like you're probably capable of it. Like you've got the triceps for it, but it's almost like you. Yeah, but I you're mean, quite not ready to just send it. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's, it's like, yeah, some guys that they, we have a guy in South Africa called Martin von Weyck, and his his arm can't close. He's kind of like Michael Toto. Yeah, and he just when That'd he lies so on good. you and he just he, he puts his body weight on you, you can feel it. Mm. You know, if I do that, my arm will just collapse onto my shoulder and I'll yeah. get a foul. So now you, you start to try to develop a press where you're either going to try and fall past your shoulder yeah. so that your, your, your shoulder doesn't f- fall into your hand or you're going to try and uh, bring it forward like you're sawing a log. Yeah. And push, that's so push damn weak. But for pad. some guys, it seems to be extremely strong where mm. they've got a very strong back. They can keep their hand in front of them and just like drive forward, you know, like a peck deck movement, but yeah. forwards and backwards. Mm. Um, other guys probably just, uh, I don't know. But yeah. John Brazing said the same thing. He said uh, it took him three years to become confident in a hook, even though everybody knows he's glorious inside and outside and everywhere. Mm. Uh, he's got the full spectrum. But his press took even longer, he said. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... I've and, and, he's, and he's excellent. Um, if you ever heard, it, heard him talking about the press, he even talked with Ryan about it. Um, he just said, like, how much, how important it is to commit as fast as possible. Like, if you're going to go for an inside move, and that probably comes from he wasn't very good at it to start with, so he knew mm. he had to be real fast to get in on top of it. But, like, just going, like, mentally, like, if I'm going to go for it, I'm just going to go 100%, not worry about if something breaks. Because when you go slow, that's when you tend to get dragged out like into an awkward position. But if you transition as fast as possible, you can often get your shoulder in before the other guy has time to like start to drag back. Mm. And once you're over his arm and he drags back, he'll end up pinning himself that way normally, unless he just he's way stronger. But. Absolutely. And uh, he's got a very interesting match coming up against Devin Larratt. Uh, yes, man, I can't wait for that. It's going to be very good to see. Uh, do we have any predictions as to how that's going to go? I think... Like, you can never bet against the greatest of all time. That's you can. I already have. Yeah, I know. I know, you can. But so I think I think at the end of the day, Devin will win, and that will probably just come down to conditioning, I think. But 100%, John will take rounds. Oh, yeah? At least one, maybe two. Wow. Yeah. Well, the only way John's going to take a round is if he peels back those fingers and... He will. He will do it. He's always had a stronger hand than Devin. When last has Devin's hand been challenged in a fight... In a real Last fight. time they pulled? So 2015? Yeah. But was, but John was injured in 2015. At WAL, when he cracked Devon, he was injured. Well, I mean, Devon's hand popped back versus Dave Chafee. Dave gave him a bit of pronation pressure. But, I mean, I mm. think Devon gave up a bit of cup to secure more yeah, pronation. Yeah, pronation, yeah. And uh, hang there like a reto- – um, I mean, like a, <laughs> yeah. like a highly specialised <laughs> Kings, Kings mover. Yeah. Uh, uh, Started there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. And, but – no one's really gone for Devon's hand. Most people don't. In the last yeah. couple of years, have they? 
I mean, Devin's got that height, but I mean, John's John's got that thickness. Mm. <laughs> well, you know I mean? Saplenkov did. Saplenkov top rolled. Oh, but that was left. But but yeah, true, true. Mm. I don't know. I just reckon John. Like, um, I haven't watched the stuff he did with Michael Todd, but I heard him talking in um, one of his Monday Night Live things he does after that. Mm-hmm. And he said arm wrestling with Michael made him feel even more confident that he's where he needs to be to at least, like, hang with Devin. Mm-hmm. Like, and that might not be, like, in the full spectrum of hanging with Devin. So, like, I don't think, like, you know, you can't discount the fact that Devin's still been arm wrestling and his endurance will still be better, even though John's been back about six months now. Um, mm. But I think in terms of hand strength and that old man strength... Like, no one has old man strength like John in the hand. And, John's and the hand strength is the last thing to go in an old person, right? Exactly. So maybe his hand is still so right there. So I don't think his arm will keep up with Devin long, like long term. But I reckon first two pins could be John. Wow. And then, because I think later rounds, he'll just be too gassed. Like, but he is, he, was, he originally joked he was going to come in at 250 pounds. <laughs> But then he was like, nah, nah, I was just mucking around. I'm going to be 230. But he's now weighing 245. Wow. And he is probably he's, going to be 250. He's leaning down too. He's getting relatively leaner yeah, than his yeah. couch potato form. And the most impressive part of his transformation after viewing the videos is his lattice just popped out. Like, yeah. You can yeah, see through his shirt. His lattice is now massive. Yeah, he's, he's definitely, definitely on the right train there. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, what, are they doing six rounds? Yes, I'm pretty sure it is six rounds, and it has to be a shutout for the State Kings. Um, the betting, okay, it's they arm bets made it a um, the State Kings thing made win it loss. a, a win loss. So yeah, it's okay. it has to be a shutout. So because Devin wanted it not to be, so that he could like uh, take the Mickey out of Brazil. Once he had a match or two into him and had bled him, right. he was going to muck around and beat him like every which way. But Devin said the other day he's actually concerned because it's a shutout now. If he wants to win any money. He has to beat him 6-0. Oh, 6-0 or nothing. Yeah, correct. Really? Yeah, correct. Oh, so 6-0. I mean, his flights probably get paid or whatever, you know, like wow. that. But to make any money, it has to be 6-0. And Devin's actually concerned because he's like, I don't know if I can win 6-0. Yeah. And it won't let me do everything that I wanted to do now. Like, he's like, I can't muck around because... yeah. If I drop one round, I don't get paid. Wow, that's that's <laughs> insane. That's that's the sort of thing that would make that betting site like so they've really shot themselves in the foot with that because you know they, they I think, think arm wrestlers in the future it, might go well. I don't want that condition. Like yeah, I'll so find that's somewhere else. it's not normal, but I think it's because Devon and John both have a history of uh, like dropping rounds mm. in the interest of having more fun. Mm. So like. John is well known. Like there was a match where a very famous match with Farid Usmanov, or who's now called Farid Osmanli from Turkey, in the states. I think it was in Vegas, and they had an absolute war in the prelims. They Farid, went to the finals. Farid, yeah, that yeah, exactly. They went to the finals. Two thousand and six. Yeah. And right before the finals, John walks up to the the scoring desk and goes, "What's the what's the difference between the money for first place and the money for second place?" And they were like, oh, it's like 200 bucks difference. And he goes, no worries. So he went in a hook with Farid. And Farid at the time was like one of the best hook pullers oh, in the I've world. I've seen this, yeah. And John, and John was literally like, oh, well, if it's not like 1000 bucks, I'll do it. Like I'll go where he is the strongest dude, even though he's stronger than <coughs> me most likely. Mm. 
And John's done that heaps of times. If there's not heaps of money on the line, he'll just he'll just go, all right, where are you the strongest? I'm going to beat you there. So when you've got a dude like that, and then yeah. Devin's the same. Devin will toy with, he'll play with his food like, like a cat, you know. <laughs> like, and so they both have that capability. So if you're betting on a result of, say, like 2-4, mm. and John, John might be up, but then give away a round because he's just mucking about, you know, you've got the same problem. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not there to, like, if it's not a complete whitewash, they're not there to, to like, dominate. They're there to see where they can beat you in every every which way. So, so the betting is not like you, can, you don't just bet on the winner. You have to you have to get a 6-0. Like it's not like you can't just you can't just pick Devin to win. You can't you can just pick John to win. Yeah, I no, correct. You can't just pick a winner like and any score. I'm I'm pretty I haven't been on there to be honest. Like I'm I'm not into betting much myself, but I've heard a lot about the the match and yeah, I'm pretty sure it's literally like you pick Devin 6-0. Wow. Or John Sixo. Wow, that's so. Man, that's that's opening the window for another betting agency to be like, we'll take your bets and just bet on the winner. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you guys think about? Oh, I mean, match? I think Devin's going to win Sixo anyway. You reckon? I think you reckon Sixo. I think Devin Sixo uh, as well. I think the the order of the matches should have been flipped. You, I mean, you need to big up, the build up to the big boss because I mean, he has um, Zolov. In February, yeah. and then he has England Thursday in April, and then he's got uh, who's the last guy again? Mm, Someone I don't know. Oh, I haven't heard of another match. But it's like two. Devon is the big bad. I mean, why don't you just have England then Zoloev then Devon? Yeah, I think the, I think the thing with Devon is that Devon's the one super heavyweight that is easiest for John to deal with because he's slow. Well, he came off his, his, his so-called box, uh, mm. his boxing match with uh, Thor, so maybe John sees the opportunity. He's like, all right. Well, I think it's a bit of that because, like, Devin obviously is on the, um, the uh, vitamin S um, <laughs> for his match with Michael Todd, um, and he was obviously massive. Like, I think he got to, like, nearly 300 pounds. He got over it was like 300. Two, he was over Was it over 300, no, was it? Stack of pancakes. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, maple syrup and pancakes, sorry. <laughs> um, important diet. Um, so he was obviously up that high, and then he had that match, like, what, I think it was like eight weeks later with Thor. Yeah. So he's mm. obviously come way down because then he was back down to, like, And he only came down to 270. No, 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 no. He was, like... 230 or 240 like, on like the fight, was Two weeks off, there's a match with four. Yeah, so he come back up. Yeah. But I don't know, like, I imagine the rest, like, if you've had eight weeks off, like, cycles of pancakes and maple syrup, um, <laughs> I imagine that would affect, you know, like, your ability coming back up. Like, you would take a bit of time Probably. to get going, you know, like, other than the water retention and things like that that you'd experience. Mm. Um, whereas John's been six months also on a diet of, Doctor prescribed pancakes and maple syrup. <laughs> he's actually pretty open about that. He he's actually talked about it on his lo- uh, podcast and stuff. Yeah, he's uh, the TRT. Um, um, yeah, yeah, testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah, so he um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know, like whether Devin's just say a little bit down on what he could be. Say if he had have met, if they had have met when he pulled Michael, um, it probably would be a six zero to Devin. But I don't know. John's hand is so strong. Like you can't bet against. John. How many I'm times have how many how many times has John Brzezink beaten pe- like people that everyone in the world said like Saplenkov? What do you mean when he was still active? Because yeah, he like, just came no, out of five years retirement. Yeah, but he's but he's but he's had forty years of being the best in the world. Like, I mean, he's, he's, and he's in a awesome. sport, 
Absolutely. In, yeah, but in a sport like like arm wrestling where it's like cumulative build up of strength and tendons and ligaments and stuff, it's not like say football where you know like you're screwed after thirty. You know, like when you turn thirty, like John, like it's one of those things that he barely would have been weaker. Like Ryan Bowen pulled him when he hadn't been training for like three or four years, and he still smoked Ryan. Even in the strap. Like, he was like, yeah, you're really strong, Ryan. He doesn't train. He sits on the couch and drinks beer all day, watches TV, like, well, he was at the time, and smokes Ryan Bowen, who's, like, been training eight years solid without a break, you know. Like, the dude's still strong as crap. And now he's six months in. He's an absolutely amazing athlete. But I I think the reason I'm – the only reason I'm betting against him and and saying Devin is just the short amount of time back in. I think six Mm. months – is, is not quite long enough, I don't think. And, and I think if it would have been different, like you were saying, if he'd gone against those other, um, you know, Engen and, and the other guy as well, and had you know success against them, it mm. would have given me a better frame of reference rather than just, you know, he's beaten Paul Lin, mm. he beat Chant Shaw, um, there was uh, the tournament that he won. Mm. Uh, so it's like, okay, but he, it was still not... Not overly competitive against mm. like, those guys, but there was still like you know it wasn't just like completely utter slamming through flash bins. Uh, I just don't think the amount of time back in is soon enough for him to beat Devin Larratt. Uh, yeah, and I think in a year he could do it. Do you mean at all? Like any rounds? Do you think he? Would I don't take think any he would take any. No, I think I think what will happen is that Devin will bleed his, his energy in that first round, and that'll be it. Uh, he'll put himself. He said it as well. If he doesn't get what he wants in the first round, he'll just Brazil. put himself. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And that's good because he knows the game. Devin plays like Devin will just try and dick around as much as possible. It, hopefully, the refing's good. Hopefully, the refing's strict. Who is the ref? It's supposed to be Bill Collins. Oh well, then perfect. Yeah, it should be good because Devin will. Bill Collins around. is a guy that puts the strap low enough. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> unlike certain refs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> put it down on your elbow. <laughs> just put it around my ankle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got like a pulley system worked out, <laughs> so you can just like use your leg strength. What, what do you think of Bart? What was his name? Bart. Bart Wood. Wood. What do you think of Bart Wood in from the Wow? He's he's good as like a Wow referee. Like Wow is meant to be like just get the match started, rapid fire matches. Yeah. And I think he's good like that. Like he he gets it. He has enough ego to keep himself in the flow. Yeah. So yeah. I think he gets the match going mm. easily. Like, he's like, everyone's here to see an arm wrestling match, not everyone. Like, it's, it's, for the, it's more for, like, the spectacle of a good arm wrestling match as opposed to the purest, these guys need to have, like, a fair start. Like, it, yeah. he's less concerned about it being perfect than just, it's close enough, send it. You that's know. that's yeah. my perfect start as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like. That's from an audience perspective or from a promoter or um, if I'm making videos or wanting people to see arm wrestling, I don't mm. want them to see uh, like three fouls and like, mm. you know what I mean, setting up and for, for 10 minutes and then it's a, yeah. a the match a starts and it's, a, and it's a foul <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it's a pin, but no, your elbow came off right at the end and it's like restart and then. 20 minutes to get the strap on. And yeah. yeah, but I mean, the clown show that can result of a bad start is also yes. unsavory. And I feel like if the competitors want to win, I mean, look at, well, they, they know they're going to get away with lots. They know they're going to mm. get worn a lot. They know yeah. they're not going to get penalties yeah. easily, you know, in, you know, in the setup. If you had slightly more strict, like, WAF married with, with uh, well, mm. then Armors. you could, like Armors, mm. but, uh, you know, a, a little bit more free. Then you could mm. encourage players to listen to the ref, keep that wrist straight, and um, mm. start quickly as well. 
uh, and still have the running fouls, you know. But this well leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. And a lot of the Europeans that came over, obviously, they're not used to it. Who said it? Giannis Amelin said it when he tore his thumb open against Cobra Rose. He said, cool, maybe if uh, I get used to the clown show, uh, I'll come back again. <laughs> but a lot of them, and, 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 and Hermes Gasparini said it as well. He's like, what the hell is this refing, man? And uh, you don't have to be, maybe be as strict as WAF, but it does leave a, uh, a lot of questions when you get started like this, yeah. especially yeah. top roller versus hooker. I think I think it matters. It matters if you particularly if you get like pullers that haven't arm wrestled like that before, like with those setups. Like you, like I find with with guys like Matt Mask and Devon because they're both fairly like used to it. They both know right when the ref closes our hands. I've got to take everything I can. And I probably won't get called for it. Whereas you get guys like Gasparini, like Gasparini coming from WAF um, refereeing, and he's sitting there like, all right, the referee said don't move, so I won't move because I'm wearing a ref script and I'll get fouled. Yeah, but you know what the problem with that and, is? And Matt Mask is like... <laughs> yeah. But you know what go. But you know what the problem with that is? The problem is that uh, um, guys have different strengths at different uh, areas in the chain down, down from start to pad. Yeah. And even if it doesn't take a genius to figure out, okay, I can cheat the first second before the go. Yeah. E- everyone will cotton onto that mm. within the same match. Yes. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. The problem is I might not be able to match a matte mask right in the center of the table with this high hand position. Yeah. And then I've lost my strength before <laughs> before the go. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel that that's fair. Yeah, no, I don't. I de- I agree. I don't. I don't think it's ideal. Like it needs to. You're right. It needs to be some kind of balance because as a competitor, like it depends. If you look from a fan's perspective or a, an audience, Matt's right. Like you just want to get the thing started. And if both guys are fairly, like fair, like say, like arm wrestling sledge, he's he's an easy guy to start as long as he's fairly close. Like he's not going to fuss about, and he'll just start. Whereas. Me, if I'm in a casual match, if I'm in a casual match, I'll let it start. But if I'm in like an AEF tournament, like Australian Arm Wrestling Federation tournament or there's money or anything like that, I am not going to let that guy start with anything. I'm going to be like, if I can get the referee to make his wrist backwards and his hands open and his thumb not clamped down, I will do it. You know, like so which is it going to be on Sunday? Oh, I'll think smoke, of the fans. I'll, think I'll of the smoke fans. Leroy anyway. <laughs> Just start yourself like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, Ryan Giant Moulton has been doing lately. His his style. I've like you've seen what he has been doing, but it's, it's sort of like a modified. Deliberately losing your, your hand off the start. Yeah, because he wants drag, his pronation. Yeah, mm. to drag it's the terrible. body down. It's very strange. It's, it's terrible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's good that he's trying different things. Mm. but um, he's, he's got the right idea. Um, like, if he has some kickback where his wrist is obviously bent backwards, it will allow him when he hits to protect his pronation. Mm. So it's the right idea for what he's trying to do. Um, it's definitely the wrong... I think it's definitely the wrong thing to be practicing this early on. I know he's currently practicing it because his wrist was hurting, but I had a chat to him a few weeks back at training about like ways he can try and heal up his wrist because he's just finding he can't hook or anything because it's so painful. Where is it painful? Um, I think it's in the bottom like of his wrist down here, oh. which it is like when you're hooking and you're trying to chop. If you can't chop, your hook's pretty much useless. You know, mm. if someone tears you open, it feels like your wrist is splitting apart. Um, so I was working with him on that. But I think like he needs to work more on that and getting that healed, because a king's move is 
Like, it's good, but it's not going to train the fundamentals very well. I don't feel like these guys are doing a genuine king's move anyway, just extending themselves and hanging off the table. You know, you, you, you need some impressive bicep and pronated power to hang in a real king's move, and it's only really viable in a strap. And a yeah. lot of these guys, if, like, no offense to my club buddies, <laughs> but if they <laughs> just climb on top of it and squash downwards, that's the end of their king's move because yeah. they don't have that rise mm. necessary to hang in a king's Correct. move. Yeah. They will call it a king's move because now two guys are dangling off the table. Mm. But that's more like a pauper move, you know? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <A> peasant. <laughs> the peasant. <laughs> Everyone drop into the peasant. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it is. And I think that, that really showed, like, uh, Ryan's match with... Ryan Dalton, this is his match with Corey... Um, Corey Lynn. Mm. Corey used to have a very weak wrist. Like you could flop his wrist back super easy previously, and he worked really hard on making that wrist stronger. And he sat because he's got a tiny hand. Like so, he it's really hard for him out of straps to hook people. But that's where he's strong, and he's worked so much on getting his wrist strong that he flash pinned pretty or not quite flash pinned, but he he pinned Ryan quite quickly in all three matches, and then. The one that Ryan held on to um, was the one after the match where they had just another pull for fun. Mm. And then he got his king's move and he pinned Corey. But yeah. after the match, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not the same thing. But, but the difference being that Corey's working a lot more on the fundamentals and, and cupping and everything like that. And I think that's... You can't train that with the king's move. You can train a little bit of pronation, but... It was almost like he used to, it was weird because you would you would roll through Corey and his wrist he would he would deliberately let his wrist roll back and yeah. the, it was weird because the resistance would be like like yeah, it was, it was gone around. all of a sudden. <laughs> it is it's important though, if you try to King's move like pronate with your wrist cupped, you actually you actually end up not being able to pronate. So the reason you kick back is because it protects it protects your hand. So you can just pronate all the way out. Mm. Um, so that is... You can't really do a king's move without kickback. Right. Um, like Michael Todd, you watch all of his matches with Devin. When Devin or Dave or anyone surges against him, he's in the middle. He tries to get his cut back, and as soon as someone goes to surge, he just he just kicks it straight back um, because it protects his pronation, and then they, they lose their, pro, their cup trying to pin him. Yeah. So he just holds his pronation and he just rocks back and forth like this until they start to get tired and then he can come back up and and press. So. Yeah. Favorite arm wrestler, Sledge. Um, Does he even know any arm wrestlers? <laughs> last <person. laughs> La- last. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was going to be mild. So. <laughs> oh, it'd have to be John, just mm. the fact that he's sort of related to me. Is he? Polish. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Polish the funny thing, funny thing is, though, if I grabbed my grandfather's picture, because he's Polish too, obviously, mm-hmm. they look so similar. All oh, right, like he's oh, really? uncanny. Yeah, I should actually grab a picture, and then yeah, I can just tell by his hand, because mm. you know, grand grand grandfather had a massive hand. Yeah, it was just huge. Like you know, I used to say shovel hands. You know. Mm. But yeah, the same thing, exactly the same. So I don't know, you know, the line lineage of, you know, or maybe just someone that works hard with a shovel. Maybe mm. you know. I think yeah. it's I think it's some Eastern European genes. There's a lot of there's a lot of those genes out that way. I mean, it seems with strongman as well. Like mm. there's you know powerlifting and you know, those sorts of uh, really explosive movements. A lot mm. of the Eastern Europeans do fantastically well. Uh, uh, I, I like John's. Um, uh, the way he starts too, he's very fair. Demeanor, yeah, yeah, it's he just is, very fair. He is, it's, he is it's like no mucking around. It's just yeah. 
in the center. He doesn't he doesn't nice want to get screwed. Oh, yeah, but he's right. happy for you to feel happy as well. I'm yeah. not like that. <laughs> I'm happy if I feel way stronger than you. He's, he's not gonna, he's not going to sit there going but you know what's weird about John's setup? He actually sets up like this, like he's holding a pencil. Have you seen? Mm-hmm. He actually discussed it in, in the 90s. He had a, there was like a FAQ with John Brazink, two pages long, and I read it. And he was like, uh, he doesn't generally cup his thumb, but he just wants to feel like uh, he's applying pressure with his index finger into the bottom of his thumb to generate back right. pressure. And almost no one does that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen. He was, he was talking about that yeah. in one of his podcasts. He actually... When he cups his hand, he actually only uses his bottom three yeah, fingers yeah. and his wrist. He he actually considers fingers not that strong, like it, and not that important. Um, and his top finger, he doesn't use at all. He said, like literally, all he does with that is just focuses on rising it. Yeah. Um, but his cup, even out of the strap, he doesn't worry that much about his fingers. He he just sets up right. Um, squeezes his bottom three fingers, doesn't worry about his top one, and just and just it's all wrist flexion. Mm. Um, which is quite interesting, um, I think, because it probably helps you regrip much faster in the setup if you're not squeezing the, the top finger. I've, uh, I've, I mean, over up. the years, I've been so uncomfortable. Have you ever started in a, in a match and like, okay, I'm going to cup it. No, this is awkward. I'm going to not cup it. I'm, I'm going to cup it with yeah. two fingers, maybe one finger. And you just can't get comfortable yeah. until they're ready to go and you're like, okay, no cup, no no cap, sorry, yeah, capping your thumbs. But John just does the same thing every time he sets mm. up like he's holding a pencil. Mm. <laughs> what, what a master! Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah. What about favorite arm wrestler? Oh, me probably Ogozhan Koshik, the yes. middle is Turkish he- middle, middle light, heavyweight light heavy. uh, um, uh, Turkish arm wrestler. Because the thing I like him and Aktaev, uh, Talgat Aktaev, they have the same kind of um, supinating shoulder roll that they can finish you off mm. with in a blink of an eye. But what I like about that mindset is the urgency. The, the, I mean, they have an ego, obviously, but they don't care what they look or sound like until the pin happens. You understand what I'm saying? They 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 come through with a rush of urgency and rage that is <laughs> seldomly matched. And I just like the fact that they they can put them. Their the arm is like a crowbar. They 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 humorous. In, mm-hmm. in in Afrikaans, we call it the kufut. So he's just jamming his elbow in there, and come what may, he just. Turns the shoulder like Just a bone statue, mm. and then he chops down with this amazing uh, supernating cup, and then he, he sends a lot of uh, uh, players home that way. And and, yeah. and, and it, like, <laughs> it's almost like Leon. He chops down, he checks the ref. All right, cool. He goes to salute, yeah. and, 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 and <laughs> yeah. off he goes. You know? Yeah, holds up his Turkish. Shirt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, fierce, uh, very national. Uh, you know, a strong sense of uh, nationalism, and I, I like that as well. Mm. And uh, they're just there to get the job done. Him and. Uh, um, Miraz, the the young the the women's lightweight champion. Oh, Kiraz. Ki- yeah, uh, Kiraz, yeah, yeah, Kiraz, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's a she's a unit. She <laughs> is a very monster. successful. And and uh, the the guy who has the same sort of thing as um uh, um Kirdagali Ongarbayev, mm-hmm. the the ethnic Kazakh arm wrestler. It's just a pity we don't see these guys together often. A lot of politics in in European arm wrestling, but uh, I mean, he, he, Ongarbayev comes from that that uh, um. Kazakh arm wrestling club. It's an, something with an S. Shadara. Yeah, is it Shadara? Yeah. They've got like 4,000 guys in their club, you know? Yeah. Like 2,000 guys. They in, train kids in a, from like yeah. four years yeah. old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's what? a national sport and they get paid. Yeah. And like, or, or, like us, like remember when we started training together, I said the, the flop wrist defense should be called the Kazakh because all of those guys do it. They don't, they don't their, their elbows are so tough. 
but they might, maybe they disappear after their twenties because the elbow's given. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of them sort of. A lot of the Europeans tend to fade out in their thirties, but I don't know if that's so much. I don't know if that's so much wear and tear. Like it's probably a bit of wear and tear. It's probably a bit of like depending on the athlete, uh, some of the supplements and stuff they're using as well. But it might be the area that they live in. Like after a certain age, there's maybe less opportunity to be at the top making money, like government sponsorship and stuff. So whether they, it's a harder life, so they go and focus on education and stuff. I'm not sure whether they go and get a job and go, oh, arm wrestling's fun, but it's not feeding my family sort of thing. So I don't know if it's it's that as well, but yeah. those those Kazakhs are beasts. Far, favorite arm favorite wrestler. Favorite arm wrestler. Oh, man, I've got so many. <laughs> like, I have so many. You can so name a few, that's fine. Yeah. Myself. <laughs> Sledge. <laughs> yeah. I um, just love me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Vikings pretty good. No. Um, oh, it's got to, my very favorite is, it's got to be John Brazink. Yeah. Like, it's not even so much that he's, like, popular. He's won heaps. Watching him arm wrestle is, like, it's, like, the ultimate in how to arm wrestle. Like, you watch that dude, and he will go from, like, a setup that's not that great. He'll stop some dude at the bottom of the pad, like, just above the pad. He'll bring the guy back in a solid as hook, and then just for fun, he will slow, like, a hot knife through butter, just pop back out into a top <laughs> roll. It's not even like a surprise. He literally will just be like, I'm coming this way. And you just see the guy just like, <laughs> holy crap. Like 2015 A1, the last A1 Russian tournament they did. Yeah. He pulled against Zaloyev, um, Haji Murat Zaloyev um, from Russia. And Haji has beaten John before. Um, and yeah, it was just amazing. Like John just went into a hook with him and he, for some reason he was a bit fired up and he wanted to prove a point with Haji and he literally just bangs in a hook and then just leans back, like doesn't drag, just leans literally straight back like this, and posts Zolo through his wrist. one of the most feared cups yeah, in the world. he just literally just posts his wrist through Haji's and Haji's hand just cracks back and John doesn't even finish cracking it. He just goes straight to the side and just buries him and it's just like, it's just nuts. Like to be able to, to, be able to transition slowly is like like so strong. Yeah. So like watching him, there's a few other like Russians and things like that that I've always liked. Yeah, Kochak is um a real good guy from Turkey. Eng Engin Terzi is um another guy that amazing to watch. Like I wish there was more footage of Engin's matches. When he was younger, yeah. When he was younger. So at like sixty kilos, not even, I think he was fifty five for a long time of his career, he went to the States and pulled guys like Ron Bath. He has wins over Ron Bath. Wow. Ron Bath mm. is an American uh, elite heavyweight. I haven't seen he's, that. He, yeah, he's got wins over, um, I think he's pinned Jerry Cataret. I think wow. he's pinned Travis Bajan. Um, like, he's got wins on pretty much everyone. Like, wow. And he, he there was times where he was in the States, because he lived in the States for about five years, I think. He would pull every tournament he could, and over there there's heaps of them. And he would pull six classes. <laughs> In a row. Jeez. So he was he would literally like he'd be on stage and there'd be like Engen Terzi to table one, he'd win, Engen Terzi to table three, <laughs> he'd win in another class, Engen Terzi to table six. You know, he'd just be going back and forth between classes. So he'd pull someone fifty five kilo, then he'd pull like a hundred and thirty yeah, kilo. But to guy. be fair, those lightweight it's more like just a warm up for him, just bang. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. But like, you know, like he'd get into the higher end of those classes and there'd be guys, Ron Bath, 
you know, John will be mm-hmm. in there. I, I think he's got a win over John, but it's like it's one. Like it's like one mm-hmm. win or something. But, you know, um, but it's just nuts, you know, like the guys he would – he would be, you know. But he encapsulates that, what, what I said, that crazy Turkish mentality. Mm. Uh, there's a funny story about Ingen. He came to South Africa in 2013 and I trained with him uh, at Terence's house, Terence Oberon. Oh, awesome. And um, he told us, we had dinner and he told us the story, how he started arm racing. Because I asked him, hey man, how did you start arm racing? He said he used to help his mother and his sister it was a florist. His mother was a florist. Mm. And uh, some customer came in that knew his mother was like, uh, and he, he arm wrestled his mother. And then when he left, uh, Engen was like, cool, I'm going to arm wrestle my mother. And he lost to his mother. Wow. And he was like, okay, cool. She's got old lady strength. And, and this he tried is, his sister. This is when he was a teenager. He was I think, 16. Well. Yeah, I mean, 16. you, you, you. And his you, mum beat him. Yeah. And then he tried his sister and then his sister beat him as well. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm going to train so damn hard. And in, in, the, in the buildings of Istanbul, he used to do flat finger pressure um, training oh, on the ledge of a building so if he falls off he's dead you know <laughs> and that's the that's the crazy but if you've seen him when he was younger going on these tournaments he would like pin a guy like uh, like Oguzan would like just mm. flash a guy mm. and then he would yell and yank his arm off the table and then he would like walk into the crowd like super angry yeah <laughs> and then, so he would keep himself psyched up you know but the calmest nicest guy if you meet him and mm. i mean he just bans everyone on facebook but yeah. <laughs> i mean <laughs> he's really nice in person <laughs> yeah like this guy when you get fired up at the table it's crazy yeah. it's like a different person <laughs> yeah. i just haven't beaten ron bath yet, <laughs> no, not yet. one day one day ron. angry enough. <laughs> i've, I've arm wrestled with ron bath though. Oh, yeah yeah oh when he, he came to the expo yeah he came yeah. to the uh arnold's uh expo in melbourne was it like 2017, I think? I think I've seen photos of it, yeah. He is way bigger in person oh, than right. he looks on, on. But it's always like that. They look unnaturally proportioned in real life, you know, guys who have been grinding. He, he was huge. Like, he was way bigger. Like, he would have had 20-inch arms. Wow. Like, I kid you not. He was massive. I was like, you look like you've got like 17 max on like camera. Like, he never looks that big on camera. Like, he looks yeah. strong. But like he, I'm talking about his biceps and triceps, which for an arm wrestler is sort of unusual. He was like massive. Wow. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how big. And he's what is he like? Nearly sixty, I think. He's fifty nine or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, how'd you go against him? Oh, oh yeah. Him easy, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, I couldn't move him. Wow. Yeah. No, nah, he he let me have everything, and I couldn't pin him. So. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? No, it's, <laughs> has, he's super strong. Has John ever come down? To- yeah, he came down 2014. Um, Arnold Classic. I I got into the sport literally like two months after he had come to Australia. That, that would be cool. So, It'd yeah. be cool if he came down to actually. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you look back, um, twenty. If you YouTube search 2014 FitX arm wrestling because it used to be called FitX um, instead of Arnold Classic. Um, there's a video that the AAF put out, and that was they basically had like a th- it was like pin five, for a thousand bucks. Or yeah, it's like a pin for a thousand bucks. Oh, so that was pin the last Rohrbuck one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and like pretty much everyone went up, like people in the crowd yeah, and everything. Every arm wrestler that was there went against him, and the only guy that got close was Lars Rohrbuck oh, yeah. from Norway. He's strong man. Um, I think he's about 140 kilo at the time. Super and tricep press. Yeah, Lars. Mm. Lars is like. a was a professional strongman at the time and he had done a lot of arm wrestling as six, well. Six years of arm wrestling at that point. Yeah. But he also tore his peg trying to, trying to pin John. Did he? Yeah. He, he oh, put wow. everything in it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he, he got like within <laughs> millimetres uh, yeah, like oh, of yeah. pinning John. And I think he was probably, I don't know what number of person he was. It was but somewhere near the end though. Yeah, but even so, like no one would have challenged John 
Like none of the other arm wrestlers there. And John, again, had I don't think he'd been arm wrestling for quite a few years at the time. 2014, I think. Um, actually, was it 2013? It might have been 2013, I'm thinking of. Oh, after the surgery, you mean? Yeah, yeah. He hadn't done much arm wrestling and yeah. had a surgery. So, yeah. like, he, he wasn't even in that good shape and uh, managed to hold off. Like a dude with like a like an insane triceps press. Like I've watched Lars Scary. press through Larratt, like Devin Larratt, like nothing. Mm. Wow. Um, like we, 2015 when Devin came over, I was training a fair bit with Devin in a week while I was down there. And Lars was there as well for a week or two while he's over for the Arnold Classic. And he was just like pressing through Devin like he wasn't there. And Devin, Devin was like, man, you got to come to the States and like – take on some people and he's like oh all i've got is my triceps press like i don't have any he's like who cares he's like that triceps press will go through 96 percent of the arm wrestlers in the states he's like you'll smoke people with that he's he's got pins on matt mask wow um didn't he have an arm was match against matt mask yeah he did yeah um was i think matt ended up winning um because once matt figured out how to get him outside his shoulder like it's kind of hard to hold on to matt once he gets what he needs but a WAL match would have been good though. Those first couple of rounds. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine Lars versus Jerry Cataret. No That'd thanks. be like snap. No <laughs> oh god! Just, just explodes in the middle. Both, <laughs> both flop pressing. Yeah, absolutely. They say ready go. It's just like the arms stay and their bodies just fall. <laughs> their bodies just snap. <laughs> Craziness. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. What about you, mate? What's your? Oh, your favorite oh well, it just happens to be this man right oh, here. I've it. said this before. No, you can't. No, be it me. can be you. It is, <laughs> and the reason is you, you taught me everything about arm wrestling. You're the one that started the club. If wouldn't I wouldn't be sitting here right now if it wasn't for you. Um, yeah. Plus, your style is one of the most entertaining things ever to watch. You you get so fired up for a match. Um, I made it still one of my favorite moments ever in arm wrestling. You love this bit, yeah. At the state tournament, Tim was getting fired up for his match, and um, he he's you know, whipped his head up quickly, and the glasses came off and went flying. And he, without even moving, just snatched them out there, <laughs> snatched them, put them back on, and then everyone's just gone. Okay, that, that was. I think I think I just pinned the guy. I think I flash pinned someone, and I was so pumped, and I just swung around like screaming, like I do. And they just like because I was sweating, my glasses, yeah, literally flew off my face, and it was so weird because I couldn't see a thing. Like I'm blind as a bat without glasses. Like I can't see like six inches in front of me, kind of thing. And somehow I remember it because I even I was like, oh crap, that was really good. Was so <laughs> like I literally, I, I literally reached just like out somewhere and I grabbed him perfect and I was just like back on my face <laughs> like slapped him back on and I was like did anyone see that like I was like that was amazing everyone saw that that was awesome yeah for sure but no, yeah so yourself um and then uh yeah worldwide uh Brzezink, obviously um yeah my first exposure to arm wrestling was uh pulling John the mm, yeah mine too yeah, yeah. Uh, sitting nice. in the computer was Order watching porn, I was like, let's see who the best arm wrestler in the world is. And it was Brzezink. <laughs> it was back then, I mean, that was 2012, but Wiki still said the best guy was Brzezink for years after, after 2009 yeah. when he, he still when is. He, yeah, well, 
Yeah. And uh, even if he's dead, he's still the best. <laughs> but that tells a tale to like an initiate because you see it, a regulation table that tells a story and then you see like not the biggest dude in the world and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, so smaller guys can also rock, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And yeah. that, that's what draws a lot of people in. I think his, his yeah. attitude, as we've said a couple of times, you know, just the humbleness, willing to start fairly with everybody. He's not yeah. like, you know, he's not winning just because he's humongous and, you know, can mm. dominate everybody. He's got... You know, fantastic technique. He's always friendly to everybody. Um, I think those are really big attributes as to what makes him popular. Is that you know he's willing to when he has a match. It's like you know he's gonna he's gonna win, but he's gonna win fairly, and he's gonna shake your hand afterwards. Um, yeah. And I think over the years you've always seen that. You've never seen those moments where he's gotten you know um, out of out of line or anything with yeah. anybody. And yeah, but. People really try and hold him to that standard, and the moment a little bit of cockiness comes through, they're like, "Ah, this guy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think as well. Like one thing that's made him endearing to a lot of people is like his desire to go where you're strong. Mm-hmm. Like so much of arm wrestling is technically is making the other guy feel like he's not strong. Like it's it's fighting to get your advantages while disarming the other guy, and John was always like, unless there was huge money on the line, he was always like, where are you the strongest? He'd ask people, he'd be like, where's this guy the strongest? And people were like, do not go inside with this guy or do not try top roll this guy or whatever. And he'd be like, cool. He'd be like, let's go on a hook. You know, you want the strap? Let's do it. Yeah. You know, like, and that's like, that's so cool to, to have someone that's that confident in who they are and, like, as a competitor, like, I'm not yet that. Like, I'm still scared of losing. Like, right. I've got no reason to be. There's no money on the line. But I'm still, like, like, oh, uh, I don't know if I can try that. You know, like, he might beat me. And it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. But it's still in my head. Mm. You know, whereas it's, like, the only reason John isn't like that is he's, like, oh, it'll be $1,000 less if I lose this. So I'll win it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if it's, if it's, like, 200 bucks, he's, like, yeah, send it. Yeah. You know? Let's see. Let's see if you can... Let's see if I can beat you. Yeah. It's, more, it's more just proving it to himself than no, anyone else. I mean, John is elite, and then all his components are, are at a 90 to yeah, 100. You know? Over 9,000. But then you get like a, you get like a beige, and he's 100 in the top roll, and he's like a, mm. a 20 in the, in the hook. Obviously, he can't do the same thing, and he yeah. knows it. He's going to lose versus chop yeah, yeah. In, in a hook. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so. yeah, correct. But it's, it's so cool. I think that's what, like, one of the things that just makes him so interesting is that, you know, he can, like... You know, he's just good everywhere, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, John would be the yeah, number one and then and then Devin, number two mm. for me. <laughs> um, just an awesome guy, you know, uh, when he came to the seminar uh, yeah. down here in Adelaide, which is how I actually got involved with the club and yes. everything like that. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, just arm wrestled every single person that turned up to that thing. He was there for like four <laughs> hours, um, you know. Friendly to everybody, you know, real character. Very down to earth. Yeah, I love his style, how he'll, like, he'll, he'll bleed people out. And it's like, you know, he's got that stop. And it's like, oh, he's got to make him like, get tired. And yeah. it's like, ah, and he's not, he knows it as well. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love that from well, like an uh, audience perspective when you're watching it. You're like, oh, he's got him. No, yeah. he's got to waste it. And they're like, you know, somebody doesn't have a clue what, what they're watching. They're like, oh, but he's losing. He's losing. It's like, oh, he's not. No, he's, he's sitting not. there deliberately. <laughs> He's nowhere near losing. That's right. He's, he's just recharging his batteries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, staring at the crowd and being like, yeah, I've mm. got this, you know, I'm, I'm fine, and then getting the fin. I love that side of it. There's, there's so many 
mm. fun aspects to it. And yeah, for me, still learning like a lot of the, the European stuff and, and mm. you know, trying to get find those awesome matches from those years ago. Actually, if I could add one person to John, mm. it'd be Frodo Horgeland from Norway. That dude, if if you want someone that's fun to watch, mm. he's like that, like Devon, like that. Except I would say he has better matches than Devon. So Frode Frode is like amazing in a hook, but he also loses his wrist all the time. And he says he doesn't try to, but his elbow is iron. Like he can lose his hand entirely and he will he will literally hold on for ages with no hand, no bicep barely, just shoulder commitment and elbow <laughs> commitment. And like his matches are amazing. So he's he's featured really heavily in Arm Wars in Neil Pickup okay. series. And Neil loves him because he will make any match. He never turns down a match. Like, even if he... He's literally been to Arm Wars, pulled an entire super match that's been a war, like, literally a 25-minute event, arm wrestling. And then Neil's like, oh, someone's injured themselves. They've had to pull out of a match. Are you interested? And he's like, heck, yeah, sign me up. So he pulls another fresh guy who's been training for, like, six months. He's pumped, amped, ready to go. And Frode's like, yeah, I'll send it. And he's won them. Wow. Like, he's just, he would just go, like, and he's more interested in putting on a show. And same thing, you know, he'll he'll get his hook in and he'll just look at the crowd <laughs> and a big smile comes on his face and he's like, yeah, you know. And Ugh. you just, as an opponent, watching oh, that, when, when, Frode, when Frode starts smiling <laughs> and looking at the crowd and winking at girls in the crowd and stuff, you're like, oh, no. Like, I've got no chance. He's got Sounds time to familiar. wink. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, um... Our match last one we had the girls in the crowd. Winking no, at them or? no, but he was. Well, I mean, Ryan, Ryan Dalton was there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had me in. Um, you were sitting like in a not a king's move, but you were, you were under the table like this, uh, yeah. and I was like that, but holding on for everything I had. I, I had nothing left. I couldn't get out of it, and you it was maybe a minute. Talking shit to me the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Under yeah, the table. Yeah. You've got, what, oh, lovely what shoes. What you saying? I can't I see yeah. you're wearing the right of wear shoes. Yeah. And, oh, are those jeans? What sort of jeans are they? Like, <laughs> yeah, are they Levi's? Levi like, oh, 501s oh, oh. or something you said. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. I, that's the closest I've ever come to fainting in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, when, because I had slipped out the bottom, because um, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to quit. I was like, I'm not giving up no matter what. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but then I was starting to lose. I'm like, it's going, it's going, it's going. And then um, uh, I slipped out the bottom, but it went and it was a pin anyway. But my my body wouldn't react to me and I was staggering backwards. Yeah, I remember that. And I wouldn't. I was like, what am I, like, stop, stop, stop walking backwards. And I couldn't stop. The room was going all white. Yeah, I remember that. You're just stepping back. You're like, I think you walked backwards about four metres and I was like, is he going to stop or is he just going to continue down the hallway? So I was trying to stop. I was telling myself to stop. I couldn't and we kept, kept going. I was like, this is what it's like for somebody who like, does this deadlifts videos, you know? Mm. Where yeah, they stand up and then <laughs> fall over backwards. Yeah. That's what it was me because of you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when somebody's like laughing and, and you know, talking it up during mm. a match, you're like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, if, if they're not like straining and they're starting to put the jokes on, you you got nothing. But, but there's yeah. a place in that so called King's move when you lay down on your 
because I got a very long thumb to wrist. Mm. So uh, there's like a platform, and if a guy tries to hold on to that without a strap, you can just kind of relax. You know what I mean? Mm. You just have this, like you hook your hand into his, and you just like hang there and relax. <laughs> Which is probably not spectator friendly, <laughs> yeah, unless they have a mic in my face. But <laughs> unless they've got like a camera under the table. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really loose skin as well. I don't. This know. is yeah. a problem. Yeah. This needs to be addressed. Less sharp a butter. Can, can I can I get like a facelift, but for my arm, so I can have more purchase on the strap, please, doctor. You know, the sharp a. <laughs> we need to get rid of the berserker and please the sharp a butter. <laughs> It's I'm it, become more evident when I get older. And like, <laughs> yeah, you literally your eyebrows. How do they are call like them the Chopin? And I'm like, I'm coming around the corner. Look down. <laughs> your eyebrows are going to be hanging on your cheeks. Oh my god, I'm just going to look at the table. Get my skin out my eyes. Uh, <laughs> That's legit going to be it. It's it's getting changed in the chat now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> because uh, God was preparing to make a beast, and then this little eel came through. And, I just guess I'll use, I'll use whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like, great. What about um, biggest win of your arm wrestling career? That yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, um, probably a guy called Vitblitz. Okay, that's that guy that I that I linked the video because he what, what he would do, Vitblitz Reino Westeisen. If he ever uh, watches this, he would uh, be fresh and rest, and then we would go to other clubs and just like smash guys, and then post the video on Facebook. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was that kind of Practice thing. Practice jam. Yeah, yeah, and but he was quite high up. He was quite uh, high. You know, he was in the top ten actually. But, but he, he can't do anything except flash guys quickly. He's very fast, but he's strong. Yeah, yeah, a real chunk of muscle there. But then I challenged him, and I don't think he took me seriously. <laughs> and I just went everywhere with him, you know, in a strap, out of a strap. And he even asked for a hook, and that that round was my favorite because I let him start on a hook, and I, I'm not that great in a hook, you know. But he I must mean, have been really bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty strong, but I, I let him – I let him. I went into the defense, and he was, like, hanging on me, and he was, like, just trying – and then uh, I just brought him back and I just waited until he gave me the nod, you know. And then I just pinned him in front of his home crowd. That was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, Fit Blitz, Fit Blitz. I was like, hey, this, that doesn't sound like Buerta. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Is that his real name? That, that's, that's no, that's his, nick, uh, his nickname because Fit Blitz means like white lightning, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's fast as hell. Um, yeah. The first match actually, just in, in the first round and that one just went boom. Because I was still arguing with the ref. I was like, dude, my hand is above his pad, literally. And then we're like, go. And then he like was, oh, what's up? Yeah. And, I, and then I, I, I was like, okay, cool. I'll give that one to you. Give me the strap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that awesome. was, that, that's my best. That's my favorite. Yeah. Sledge. Hey, I don't think I've been arm wrestling long enough to. Oh, you would have had a, best, a best, best win, your favorite win, or, or best moment arm wrestling, maybe. Best win. Yeah, no, no, not, nothing comes to mind. Beating, be beating Leon 3-0? <laughs> or was it 3-1? It's funny It's funny how, like, when I come against, like, uh, Leon on that, and then the first two, he just pins me like there's nothing. Mm. Like, it's like, oh, what am I doing? Am I asleep or what? And then, <laughs> I, then I have to put the game face on, and then, it's a, and then it changes. But I don't know what, it, what I actually do to change it. Like, it's like your, your, your mind goes, hold on, and then it just yeah. stops. I'm going, wow. So I don't, it must be just something... Bit of, maybe, I don't know, testosterone, maybe <laughs> something, or you bit go of into some just waking thing, up. Yeah, yeah, sense, yeah, because that's what I've noticed. Like, bang, I'm like, mm. why'd that happen that quick? Yeah, you have to be awake. So yeah, yeah. As for 
best Old win. Age. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, nothing sort of really comes to my mind. No, fav- favorite moment, even. Like, favorite moment. Yeah. Oh, I would have to be slowing down. Um, Mario Tembakas. Yeah, that was yeah. nasty on my left. That hurt, that that, that, that actually hurt my left because I really committed in quick and hard and tried to hook in. Mm. That hurt my elbow for a long time, actually, because I'm not a left. I'm not a left puller, but I really tried because you know you said that he's the. Mm. You know, he's awesome at left, so I just put everything I had into it. But yeah, yeah my elbow copped a fair bit yeah. to, to slow that down. That surprised him afterwards after that match. He goes, "Who's that guy?" He goes, <laughs> "That was that was really good." Because I didn't tell him, like, because he came before. He's like, "Oh, like, is this guy?" I was like, "Oh, and no, he's fairly new. Like, he's only <laughs> only been arm wrestling. Like, Six I was like twelve years. months or something. No, like, but well, it was that's like, true. Oh, it's true. I was like, 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 oh no, he's just a new guy in the club. Like, you'd probably be fine with him. Like, because oh, but I, I knew how strong I knew how though. strong you were though, and I was like, <laughs> and it did. You slowed him down, and I was like, he's very quick. He he didn't yeah. muck around. Yeah, yeah. I was not mucking around. Like, I mean, no. I'm a new person, and and he's super strong. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, biggest win. I so my two favourites are ones that I didn't end up actually winning on fouls, but they were both solid pins. So twenty seventeen, oh no, it wasn't. Sorry, um, twenty eighteen. I went to Sydney and I pulled in um, their tournament there, their state tournament, and I went in the heavyweights. Um, and there was Mario and a few other guys there, and I pinned Mario. Wow. Right arm. Wow. And the, literally the reason it wasn't a pin is because right as I finished at the pin pad, so like we set up um, and everything, and he went to hit, and I busted his hand back, and yeah. I was just like, yes. And when I get excited, I go so hard to the side that I like, as I pinned, my elbow just popped off the side oh. of the pad. <laughs> And so they called a restart. And props to Mario. He changed a little bit. And I took his hand again, but he was able to commit his shoulder more and he managed to get me to the pad. So that was one of my favourites because that was a like a turning point where I was like, hey, like I'm actually – like because I went in the heavies and I was like, I'll probably get smoked, like go 0-2. And um, I beat one of the favourites there in a match. Didn't end up being the win. And mm. the other – it was a similar thing at Arnold Classic 2017 – uh, Arnold Classic is an invite-only tournament, so it's like the best in the state get invited to go there and compete. It's like best of Australia. Um, and someone pulled out of that, and I got a sort of surprise, hey, do you want to fill in the spot? And I was like, heck yes. I had to lose eight kilos in about 13, 14 days <laughs> to make the weight class because I, I was planning on just going for fun. Yeah. So I did most of it, like I just cut carbs completely for like those days and then I did I only ended up I dropped really fast and then I only ended up having to do like a couple of kilo water cut which is is nothing at my weight I've done that heaps of times um but I ended up having a cracking tournament except for fouls so I lost all of my matches I lost I think I lost on micro fouls Mm. um but I top rolled Charles Puri uh from New Zealand Who's who nearly beat Danny the year after? Wow! Um, and then I beat Daniel Pervin, who had won the left arm tournament. <laughs> Sorry, uh, who had won the left hand tournament the day before? And I took Daniel's hand, top rolled him, and pinned him. Um, and again, same thing, right at the pin pad, elbow 
nicked off the back and I was just like, I was devastated. Like I was almost in tears after that because wow. I was so amped. Like I'd come from massive weight cut and everything. So those two are probably my favourites. They're not actually wins in the books. Oh, um, but it was more like for me, it was just proving. I was like, because both of those guys are really good. Yeah. They've smoked me so many other times and it was just like to get a couple of good wins was, was really fun. Awesome. Yeah. Ah, that's great. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, I guess uh, probably my match against you. <laughs> the, the one, the, the three, one. two, one. When I won that one, but uh, but, <laughs> but it comes with the body. No, it does, but it comes with an asterisk because I know that you could have beaten me. That's the thing that sucks. And that's, I remember talking about this on the podcast and I was like, I don't know. Like, he could have won. Like, I don't understand why he didn't top roll me. But um, that, that, but I, that's probably the biggest in terms of, you know, because of ranking and all the rest of it. But, mm. um, yeah, I mean, matches against Leon and, and um, Roman, uh and Richard, uh, you know, just mm. those testing ones where you don't know where you're sitting and it's sort of like, you know, because Roman had beaten me in, in the tournament and it was like, you know, okay, uh, he was supposed to go against somebody else and then they pulled out and then mm-hmm. said, oh, well, we can have a match if you want. Yeah, cool. And then <laughs> it was like last minute thing, but that mm. day, you know, all, all that was running through my mind was like, I can't lose to this guy, I can't lose to this. And I was like, oh, man. And just I put so much pressure myself and then I had to sort of learn quickly like how to how – to, um, reframe it into like don't worry about what the situation is just mm. concentrate on what you what you can do like yeah. the actions that you can take so um yeah that was a, that was a good win and then um yeah leon uh and richard as well so richard i think his style just plays perfectly into 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 what i do as, mm. as a top roller um and he's trying to flop press it just gives me everything i need straight away so yeah uh but yeah favorite moments i mean yeah devin larrett um mm. And yeah, just any time at the club, we always have fun. Like, you yeah, know, it's always laughing and being silly, and you know, walk away feeling like we had a great time. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to pinpoint like this was the best thing ever, but you know, there is. Oh, I guess some of the big names are when Ryan Bowen came down, and yeah, um, yeah, getting on with with the Apex tournament and seeing some of the the mm-hmm. interstate guys that had come along. Um, because yeah, originally that was supposed to just be like a inner club tournament, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it became like this big thing, and um, at the Apex mm. Festival, and yeah, uh, we had a lot of the big names from around the country come come along, and yeah. Um, Are we gonna have something like that again? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. We, well, as soon as we can. can you guys wait till I'm when number one again? <laughs> <laughs> just AM. wait till I've beaten Taryn at the, at the <laughs> from from the Apex tournament. Because mm. I mean, I've I've only done the states, the states. And we had it here, mm. but the most satisfying win mm. for me, believe it or not, was against Josh. Josh, I think his name but, was Josh. Yeah, he's new I'm not sure that to, that was that was um for like for just for me because I just remembered like in my mind what was my favourite mm-hmm. satisfying win was actually against him. Was that I was that at the Cooper's Ale House? No, no, no. It was Josh. Is it Josh? I think it was Josh oh, at Apex. No, no, sorry. no. Sorry, I'm thinking like of the, the under before. eighty yes, kilo champ Josh Barker. or something. Josh yeah. Barker, oh, yes, right. here from he, Sydney. Yeah, wow. he was because well, I haven't been in many tournaments. He is a but weapon. He he was destroying everyone mm. in that thing, and that was the first time that I actually put everything I had in it. Yeah, was to make sure that he didn't beat me. Yeah, because I would have been devastated. That was, that <laughs> you would have got beaten by a seventy-three kilo guy. <laughs> oh well, yeah, like because he was with your that, wife and kids around. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was it. That was yeah. You know how you say you sort of switch on. 
Like mm. I switched on. Like I mean, with Mario, I knew that I was gonna you know get done, but yeah. it didn't. It, there's no worry feeling yeah. or like oh, I really don't want to lose. But that against him, mm-hmm. my mindset was he'd have to he'd have to rip it off, yeah, and break it, mm. and I'd put everything in it. Like that okay. was the only time like that I've had that feeling. Like I know there's you know, you get the. But because he's the champ, yeah, and he was destroying everyone. Yeah. It was it went yeah, to a tore different level. He through the eighty kilo class, didn't he? Oh, his his press, like in in. How oh, did you stop him? I, I I remember you I, winning, but I can't remember how you stopped. I him. just gave it. Did yeah, you go inside it. with him? Uh, no, I, I think I top. I think I actually top rolled it. Top rolled him through. I didn't hook him. No, it was just straight over, like heart, like everything. You've got you've got that side <laughs> pressure that probably would have made him feel. Like he couldn't quite get it in, like get his press in as well. Like the way, where you're strong. No, no, I, I didn't let him go there because his yeah. press is nasty. Yeah, it's it so fast nasty. too. It's a lot. It's so much pressure. Like it's heaps. I've never felt mm. like pain, like bone pain onto your arm. Yeah, and he just drops it in the press. That was after. That was the after pull bit. But yeah, yeah. So I've I was just had a lot of speed on him because I just. You know. Yeah. <laughs> went into a different zone completely. Yeah, that, that was the only time like fast that I've actually put my mindset to if you lose I'm, I was going to you know, mm. yeah well, <laughs> more than more than if cry. my arm breaks that's breaks. The, uh, well, that's that was, that was actually the feeling mm. it, I don't care what happens I'm just giving everything yeah, yeah. no but, that's sweet where but, were you last night yeah, yeah I don't think you well, were you at the Apex Festival was that 2020 it was this year February this year yeah oh I only came back in at the end of March because I, I it was COVID and I looked at the training videos and everyone was in masks and I was like okay see so you guys scared. later oh, that's right I think he nah. thought that everything was shot <laughs> he was scared I got <laughs> a, a bit of fear but I, I got a tendon injury this mm. process oh. something or another yeah I don't know <laughs> this one this one was I pulled myself up the stairs carrying building materials with guys in front of me I yanked them up the stairs I was like come on this is how you do it and then when I cooled down, I was like, oh, this is not how you do it, apparently. <laughs> and, um, yeah, then um, that lasted like, when I started arm wrestling, it was still there, but it was like you and you and Matt burned me the most because you guys have a very um, graceful transition to every component in arm wrestling. Mm. And you have, you, you stack it quite high. Like, it just burns everywhere. I think mm. it, that uh, encourages the most blood flow and, and heals you the most. Yeah, even though we are still going quite hard. Yeah, um, and just almosting a month with you guys feels like it pretty much healed. Coming it. better. So yeah. I probably should have returned earlier, but I was scared of because I had a, a scan and it was a cartilage tear. So yeah, right. Yeah. So you did actually get it checked out. And yeah, yeah, right. Uh, had an ultrasound or whatever, and they said, "Cool, you got cartilage torn at the end of your ulna. Not much we can do about that." Sorry. Have have you had it looked at since to see if it's started? No, yet? no. It'd be interesting to go back and. I don't want ask. any like if it's completely off. Cool, let's let's fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monday he'll have a look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely broken. It's just like, <laughs> he's like got his hand attached. From his body. It's like, I think it's, I the think only it's problem really is bad. that since I've been trying to cup since that injury, up, I have mm. this loose feeling like, you know, it's like the yeah. bones sliding past. Yeah. I, I had that. That's only just that's only just come good recently. Um, so, um, do you remember when I was doing like really heavy barbell wrist curls? So I was getting really strong and progressing really fast on them. Um, I got to the point where I did 110 for eight reps, and that set kilos. Yeah, kilograms. Yeah, um, on a barbell. Um, so eight reps, and then that was like the week before Arnold Classic. 2019 
So I was like, there was like peaked. I was about to rest. I was about a week and a half before, um, feeling super strong. And rep five of that set, my right wrist just like, it made like a crunch noise. And it didn't really hurt. I was just like, oh, that was weird. So I finished off the set. Um, and then the next day I woke up and the backside, like my extensors, the backside of my forearm was like like rock hard. Oh. And it was so painful. Like it was literally like touching my arm was like rock hard. And I was like, it had tightened up so much. And so I spent <coughs> trying to like time trying to like loosen that. I went and saw a physio and... Didn't really feel that great going into the Arnold's. Left hand was a lot better, but um, right hand, like, because I wanted to hook people. Like, I was feeling, like, really strong prior to that injury. Um, and that injury lasted until just recently. Like, it got a bit better, um, but I've, a lot of the time when I hook on my right, it'll click when I'm trying to set the hook. Um, but recently I've started um, training my, like, wrist flexion just with lighter weights, but I every single day pretty much. Um, I just trained wrist flexion and it, since then that clicking's like subsided heaps which is really good news because after like nearly two years of having it like that where I haven't been able to do wrist curls more than about like 50 kilo before it starts hurting again oh. so like it's made a huge difference but I haven't tried barbell again I've just found other ways to train now but yeah it, it sucks when it goes it, it affects heaps. Yeah, but I had that when I was a teen too. I, it feels like the <clears throat> the joint just didn't grow together properly. Yeah. There's a big gap in there. Yeah. So I've basically I don't the only cup training I get is when I arm wrestle, train with you know with the club. <laughs> no no barbell curls or yeah. cables because it always flops around in there. Yeah. That's why I'm a top yeah, roller. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I'm a top roller. I think training your wrist, <clears throat> doing that that kind of movement too much, mm. is really good for you because I was doing that as well. And then I, think, I was hurting myself. Yeah, I think it, it depends on how you train. Like, so one thing I sort of ignored, and I think it would have been fine, but I was progressing so fast. Um, so, like, because my hands are basically supinated and I'm resting them on a bench and they were together, what had happened is the bar would be here and be it would be pushing quite hard. Like, the bench is pushing up this way, essentially, and the bar's pushing down that way. So it would be trying to sort of separate my wrist and they'd be sore but they wouldn't hurt like so they'd be like yeah but achy or whatever um but it never hurt and i kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger so i was like oh like i'll leave it but what i should have done is probably regulated my training to be a little bit slower progression in that move because i was literally like pretty much every week i could lift more weight and was i wasn't even being stupid about it. i was just like man i feel great like i feel so strong and this exercise just keeps going up and up and up um, in hindsight, I probably should have slowed it down and just t- given a bit of time to for the ligaments and stuff to actually catch up and, and develop. Because um, who knows how strong it'd be right now if I had have done that. But, Super. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have. <laughs> like, number it, one. I felt strong. Like, <laughs> like I used when before it was injured, there was this guy that came to the club for a short time. He had like insane. Um, pronation and back pressure. I don't know. Have you guys ever arm wrestled Ryan McLaren? You would have. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. You know Ryan. How like he can yeah. just like his pronation never falls away. Like he just literally drops and he just goes like and just rolls on forever. Yeah. There was a guy that was almost like that. And when I was lifting those kind of weights on those wrist curls, I could just like just wrist flexion. I could just like cover it. 
And it felt so good to be able to do that. Like going sideways felt so much easier because my wrist was just so strong. I just cut straight over his <coughs> his pronation. Um, Very quiet, the Riverland, Riverland people. Yeah, they're sort of back down. I think they still train a little bit, but I know Andrew Centafanti, he's, um, he's retired oh, he, pretty why, much. Why did he retire? He I think because you smoked him. I, I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I think, I think secretly he's, he's probably quite a proud man and I think... I don't know, but, but it's like he was the reigning 2019 national mm, champion. Yeah, yeah. And then we yeah. had that match, but it was under kind of poor conditions because lockdowns just started then in, in the beginning of 2020. Mm. And uh, after I beat him, he was like, cool, I'm going to train properly and stuff you up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, though. Like, I think I think he had some niggling injuries as well. Yeah. And I think I think as well, he's he probably looks at it and goes, uh like I'm a bit older and I'd have to invest a lot of time and I don't think he has not, I mean, a lot of time. I mean, he's in his thirties somewhere. No, no, he's like mid forties. Oh shit, he looks very young. No, but no, he's, a, he's an older guy. Tim Bresnan started arm wrestling when he was forty-one. Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. Really? Wow. Tim yeah, Bresnan yeah. doesn't have a neck though; he's just a tractor. But no. <laughs> um, hidden under the beard somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's great. All right, well, we might wrap it up there, but uh, we're looking forward to seeing these two guys go on Sunday at the Diamondback Fighting Championship. Number 12 at the Adelaide Oval, McGarry Room. Anyone that's interested in getting tickets, have a look on the Diamondback FC website. This man will also be in action. The Viking over here, Tim Graham, he's taking on Leon Leroy Babs. Uh, it should be a good time. So thank you very much for tuning in. And we'll leave it there. <laughs> With those 15 inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All 12 inches. All 12 inches. <laughs> You've been listening to the Daily Combat Podcast. Special thanks also go out to our main sponsor, Real Estate Agents Group. This company is growing to become one of South Australia's largest independent real estate groups their board of directors with over 100 years of collective real estate industry experience real is for real people by real people check them out on facebook under real estate agents group or visit their website urban and the daily combat podcast is proudly brought to you by dave stockbridge isabella rossitano and hollywood matt connolly make sure to give us a five-star review as this helps us to continue to promote combat sports in Australia and around the world. You can find out more information about the podcast at dailycombatnews.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms with full video episodes available on YouTube. Just search The Daily Combat Podcast. Thank you again for listening from all of us here at the Daily Combat Podcast team.